Every civilization was built off the back of a disposable workforce. But I can only make so many. Shh. Happy birthday. There is an order to things. That's what we do here. We keep order. The world is built on a wall that separates kind. Tell either side there's no wall. You bought a war. You're a cop. I had your job once. I was good at it. I know. What do you want? I want to ask you some questions. to the future is finally unearthed. Bring it to me. They know you're here. I always told you. You're special. Your story isn't over yet. There's still a page left. Welcome to Film Punch. We just watched Blade Runner 2049. Uh, we just recently did a podcast on the original Blade Runner as well, and I am your host, uh, Dave Clearman. I'm here with... Hi, I'm Laura J. Uh, Angela Shershin. Shara Remkes. Helen Leotonko. Brian Woldrum. Esperanza Langzo. And um, the Blade Runner picks up uh, 30 years after the events of the original. Um, it mostly focuses on a new replicant, Blade Runner, uh, played by Ryan Gosling. But there are many other cameos from the original movie throughout, which I thought was interesting. Um, and I guess it's hard to give a, a synopsis, but it's a um, uh, another Blade Runner after well, more replicants and it. So sort of unfolds as I it guess, goes along. <laughs> so we ended off the last Blade Runner. It was in 2019. And they give us kind of a brief summary at the beginning. So in the 2020s, there was this replicant rebellion, and it caused a blackout. Um, and from that blackout, there was a lot of... The government made a lot of changes. They uh, had a prohibition of replicants. And uh, what led way, like in the... The 20 years or so that happened after that was the, oh, I should say, sorry, backtrack, the trail corporation from before went bankrupt. A new corporation, the Wallace Corporation, came to power, and that is Jared Leto at the helm of that. And then he is worked on perfecting a replicant species 
which is essentially what Ryan Gosling is, and that's kind of where we pick up. So Ryan Gosling has been tasked with um, finding, he found a date on a tree where it, well, he found a tree, there was a box buried under the tree where there, it, what looked like human remains, but they had a serial number on them. So it turned out the replicant's remains, but the replicant had given birth, which they never did explain how that works, but... Um, Just that it wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, it was not <laughs> supposed to happen. So uh, Ryan Gosling is then tasked with uh, finding out where this child was, what the details were, what what happened, because that's that's a big deal. <laughs> Republicans yeah. aren't supposed to be able to do that. Um, so any initial impressions or, or thoughts? There's a lot of undercurrent, right? So obviously there's class warfare, if you will, replicants versus uh, the humans, and Ryan Gosling is not appreciated by his uh, human uh, co-workers. Um, it's, it would be, it was, it was sort of an undercurrent, so you don't know, um, his chief was clearly afraid of the idea of replicants reproducing, and so she wanted to bury it. Um, Which was that played would, by Robin Wright, who was fabulous, yes, of course. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. The whole cast was amazing. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know if the, you know, if they could have kids, I mean, I don't understand why that would necessarily cause revolution. No, it does, because, well, she was describing it in terms of a wall separating the two species, you know, humans and replicants, and it is a big deal because if humans are the only ones that can, say, reproduce replicants, they're the ones in power, and replicants remain a subspecies. The moment that they can reproduce, they have power of their own, and therefore cannot be seen as subhuman, they are their own species. Yeah. That's what they said. If they can give birth, they can have a soul. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... I would have to say, actually, maybe they are human. I think, yeah, then it, it takes away, well, they don't need us to make mm -hmm. more. They can handle that themselves. Uh -huh. So, and they're, you know, faster, stronger, smarter, oh. you know, whatever, however you want to put it. But they're supposed to be engineered to be compliant and never lie, although we saw both Ryan Gosling's character and, uh, you know, an opposition lying, so. And you can get a little ambiguous with that. He wasn't lying, necessarily. He just wasn't telling them everything. <laughs> <laughs> Although he did blatantly lie about uh, killing the kid. Mm -hmm. uh, he said, I took care of the kid. It was yeah. still yeah. 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 That's true. I mean, I guess, so I'll just put this out there, disclaimer, I had a bit of a headache watching this movie, so it kind of, <laughs> you know, put a cloud over it. I just, I mean, I didn't hate the movie, I, I just thought it was okay. Um, for me, I thought almost like, at some points it just became almost like a rehash of the original Blade Runner, which, in the beginning, I liked how in the beginning it mimicked the opening shots of Blade Runner where you're going through, like, the the industrial area into LA and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But then it was like, okay, Ryan Gosling's essentially Harrison Ford. And then there was the Jared Leto's right-hand woman was essentially, mm -hmm. she looked exactly like Rachel from the original. So I was just like, I don't know about this. This is, 
Yeah, but I thought it was more—it was less noir than the original. I mean, like they—they—they yeah. they, they was you definitely knew who was bad, who was good, and there was less of a blur over the line between like Harrison Ford's character and Blade Lord is like, was he a good guy or a bad guy? But you got definitely these are the good people, these are the bad people. So I, I think it was more sci-fi and less noir.
So yeah, it's I, I did think they were consistent and there didn't seem to be really any gaps. I could see how we went from, you know, the original the twenty nineteen version to this one. <clears throat> and some of the, the themes were still there, but they were less like you said, the characters were more clear cut and so I think in the first one, there was a lot of moral gray area, and our life gets really bad. Yeah. They, they sort of gave up on that by making the protagonist a replicant. So, mm -hmm. I mean, he's really bad in the movie, but we feel for him, so we know he's a good character. Um, one thing they introduced here was more artificial life. So, in addition to replicants, there's Ryan Gosling's got, like, a holographic girlfriend that he clearly is attached to. And so, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's interesting. She reminded that. me a lot of the movie Her. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. It was and there's that one, that one scene in there where that was like, I was like, I feel like they just took this out of her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, like giving that human aspect of it, you know, as you were saying, that we had like, it, like, the progression, like, for example, some scenes, like, for example, the, the love making scenes where they really try to, you know, put the image in it, it was really new. And that, for me, I mean, I've never seen that in the movie, but you're trying to put that Martin scene, it was. Cinematic, like shooting wise, it was really nicely done as mm -hmm. well as you feel that, you know, it's kind of like a sex scene, but then you don't feel like any vulgarity in it. It's really well done. It carries that idea of a sci fi movie. And then when she dies, when uh, she crashes on the pen drive or whatever that thing was, mm -hmm. it really gave her like the idea of a death to, you know, to Peter. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I like those two really well on her part. See, I actually disagree because, well, I actually liked this movie a lot and I felt like it respected, you know, Blade Runner and the aesthetic and it didn't feel like it was a rehashing. That whole scene, that whole part with Joy, I think her name is, I felt disgusting. And I'm not a prude, I do burlesque, but I thought that that scene, it just made me want to cry, actually. And, um, and like my heart is even like beating right now, like really fast, just because it made me so upset because it would be different if, I guess I didn't feel the emotion from Ryan Gosling enough towards her. Like she was doing that just to please him. Her whole life was just to please him. She brought this uh, prostitute to be a shell while she tried to please him. There was no other ambition that she had. It was just that. And then his response to it was so deadpan. It was one of those porns that you see where the woman is just emotionless and the guy is just going at it. Like, it really was gross to me. And um, the, the other thing, too, like, the part where she dies, like, she is completely in his hands. Like, it, she even says, you know, oh, you know, then I'll, you know, her life is tied to this little machine that he holds in his pocket. And if it gets destroyed, then she is dead. But he holds all the power. Like, he can turn her on, and she can appear, and he can say, nope, you can go away. And, like, he just held her entire life. And maybe I'm just extra emotional because I have a particular friend in my life right now where she is in this relationship where he is holding all the strings and I'm extremely upset about this. But that is a real thing that we see, like as a woman, I see my friends, my sisters deal with that in real life and I was just so annoyed. It wasn't seeing it on screen that made me annoyed, but that they showed it and then didn't do anything with it. They showed it and then it was like, 
okay, well, that's just part of the plot, and she really existed only to um, be to show emotion for him. Like when she died, her whole point was, oh, this is an emotional um, thing for him. But other than that, she held no purpose, and I was so annoyed. I mean, the Rachel thing, okay, can make arguments, but I'm so sick of like the mothers in stories dying all the time. How many stories is the mother dead? Why? I mean, we might as well just go into this topic full length. And so there were a couple of strong female characters in this movie, but 90% of the women presented in this movie were meant for men's pleasure. Most of them were just mm -hmm. on those LED screens. Yeah. And, right. um, you know, and, the one, and Robin Wright was cool. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they showed the, 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 you know, the, the one sex house, you know, with all mm -hmm. the, so, it, I mean, I guess maybe on some level, maybe they're trying to be honest, like society is kind of set up that way and mm -hmm. they just feel like it's going to progress even further that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but maybe they felt like, I guess they were trying to compensate by giving us, you know, one or two key strong female characters, which. Actually, I think they all died off, didn't they? Our society's baggage against you know, inequality and the, the sex. I think we do tend to see, I mean, yeah, me being a guy, I don't, you know, I didn't see it that way, but I do understand. But, you know, like, I think if the story was reversed sex wise, like mm -hmm. maybe Ryan Gosling instead of Ryan Gosling, maybe it was another female character and then they did a guy overlapping this thing. Mm -hmm. I think I would have given yeah, away. Yeah, if somebody pointed out that, you know, if you see it that, like, feminist angle, yes, it's definitely wrong. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was just saying more from, like, if, let's say, the main director, like, Ryan Gosling director was a female, and then a girl, and a girl's computer, and then Ben Bright, I would have still loved in the same, you know. I guess, again, mm -hmm. you know, we have this entire, uh, like, inequality outside, so that lens do come in the picture, and again, as you write it out, a lot of female directors were like naked or just for men's pleasure, so definitely overall there was this strong current, you know. Uh, part of the first movie, and it sounds like it's continuing, is Earth is not a nice place, so there's like, well, why aren't you off-world? Like, that's the place to be, is mm -hmm. go elsewhere. So, and then they allude to, in the opening title, uh, some sort of like, Earth like the biosphere just collapses, so mm -hmm. in 2020, the only way to stay alive was to do food. Um, so, yeah. um, and, well, and really, the only time that they, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I just <coughs> like I, I agree that like this movie wasn't the best from like a feminist perspective, mm -hmm. um, but I'm not sure if I would say that there was no point to the character, um, the AI, the hologram character. Well, I think in a way it's just like, it's almost like he, he and himself is as much to me like this machine and everything and, and stuff and so you have this set kind of slave-like life, so who else would he relate to but yet another machine? You know what I mean? Like he's kind of, he's kind of Ashburger, you know, in a way, like I, I, I spent some time with kids sort of autism and everything. Like that's exactly who he would relate to. He wouldn't mm -hmm. fall in love with some woman or somebody in the office that he worked at. But he yeah. wouldn't be able to relate to that. I, I felt so, like, um, yeah, especially with all the anti-replicant stuff going uh -huh. on, there may not have yeah. been that many options. Yeah. So that may have been his only his only yeah. way to have companionship, yeah. which is which is really sad too. Yeah. And I think they did allude to a little bit, but only in one.
only seen very briefly when the the billboard or whatever is called him Joe. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, because that's the way they're programmed. So I think that's yeah, the name of the company. Was that the name of the company? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like J O I R. Yeah, yeah. No, but she called him like she called him a Joe as like right. You know, noting. Yeah. Was was the implication that she was sort of mass produced? Yeah. 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 Whatever you want. Yeah, so sort of like the how I saw it was that like yeah, like their relationship seemed messed up, like extremely mm-hmm. excited, but it almost seemed like like the point that they were kind of trying to make was that like that really was how their relationship was, and like mm-hmm. like they weren't trying to like sugarcoat it, make, mm-hmm. make it seem like they're they had like a real romance because mm-hmm. like in the end they seemed to like count on that it wasn't and that like it was another aspect of the life that was kind of fabricated. Mm-hmm. Like he thought that he had this real relationship, but actually it wasn't, and and he thought that he had like this human connection and that it was like something that humanized him, mm-hmm. but it it wasn't. It was another thing that was made up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, which alludes back to your point that you know it was it wasn't real, mm-hmm. and that she just existed for you know for for him to be to think of himself as more human. Mm-hmm. But I think you know they would have done better from the equality point, like having more female characters, so that they have male, you know, like male AI with them because. Here, like, you have few male characters on the screen time, most of the mm-hmm. time, so they don't really have screen time. If they do want to take it that angle, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, because most of them were guys, and mostly they will go out with, you know, like, girls in them. If they don't want to show other kind of relationship, then, you know, then it would be girls. And again, they could have done much better on the screens. They could have put more guys, I guess, in every DC, you know, so mm-hmm. make it guys. <laughs> For the girls, I guess. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, the only nudity for male was like right. the kids and everything. And there was this big guy with a huge stomach and everything. <laughs> 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 Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, and and maybe yeah. this is just coming from like I'm just getting so weary of it. I'm getting so weary of the same like you know the the pixie love girl. Hang on, you know, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh, sure. <clears throat> Okay, so we're back. Rebecca, you can edit that out. We got our pizza and now we're all set. Um, I think we're going to talk a little bit more about the holographic girl, girlfriend, jo- quote unquote. Joy, I mean, the company is called Joy. Uh, she has a name. Did uh, she have a name? I was trying to. That, yeah, I guess that's another question. <laughs> Actually, wait, hold on. IMDb had. <laughs> yeah, oh, hold on. <laughs> Because I was thinking about that when I was watching, I was like, wait, did they ever actually give her a name, or is she just the holographic woman? Right, because that would... That would, that would be even worse. <laughs> because they made note of Kay not being a real person. Yeah. Right. Name, so. yeah. They call her Joy, J-O-I, the okay. name of the, the, the name of the company. company. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well maybe that's the name of that particular product. Yeah, that's well, the name of the girl. Yeah. You can buy Joy and whatever. But, so, but anyway, Brian, well, I guess in terms of like her self-actualization, like they, they give her a projector, so she's out of un, not confined to this apartment, which mm-hmm. I would be complaining about going crazy too. Um, but then he takes her up to the roof and then starts raining, and then we see her experience rain for the first time, and so it's unclear whether or not the rain is hitting her or just falling through her, and then somehow the program is compensating and making rain spots. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like when they went to the the desert, she didn't get dusty. Like. What you saying? Like, I think first it was going through, and then it started compensating. Mm-hmm. Like, so it started appearing spots, but whenever she was moving, it wasn't. Happening. And and that might have been like the holographic programming showing yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, water flowing yeah. on her, her skin. Uh, yeah, just like with the sea morphing on the girl in that the in the love making scene. Mm-hmm. So that's more like she's trying to morph along as he moves. So it's like. It was saying, oh, give me more less variables because don't speak. And at one point, said, don't speak, understanding. And then she could focus only on fewer things to sink into and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why the two months of variables, too many things to take care of. Well, I mean, I was thinking about you know the name Joy, and it's funny we already have Alexa and Siri, you know, mm-hmm. and all random things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm sure it wasn't a coincidence. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure, yeah, like Alexa and Siri, those aren't coincidences either. I'm sure there was a lot of testing going on, focus groups for that. It's like, oh, really? Like, <laughs> yeah. Microsoft Bob failed to switch genders. I think it got to do again with the society thing. Like, maybe, I don't know, you know, I don't want to sound, uh, you know, I don't know how to say politically correct or not, but it sounds like maybe it's for the good of the, the women or not because like women are, you know, culturally saying like they take care of the house. So maybe psychologically people want the name to be, you know. Like In our first introduction to Joy, she was wearing the 1950s mm. housewife uniform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a noble thing, you know, like some people can see that as like, oh, you yeah, are bombing as a housewife taking care of only basic chores, or maybe it can be seen as, you know, maybe people want a trusting voice with the same woman, so I don't know how that works. Do you think it was 50s? Because, in theory, anything that you want, so Ryan Gosling in theory designed her, is it, why would someone born in, you know, 2020, what, is it because only 50 stuff survived the blackout, and so they have, hey, here's a record, so we can actually play that? No, they were showing all the, like, Elvis Presley and Frank Sinatra stuff, so, yeah, maybe that that era just like sticks with them for for whatever reason. Yeah, I was I was wondering about that as well. And it, yeah, it could very likely be that the blackout didn't wipe that stuff out or something. And well, I guess you know, so they're they're building off of the Blade Runner twenty nineteen uh, world, which all the stuff that exists today. Because 2019 in reality isn't that far away. <laughs> so all the stuff that exists today didn't exist in that movie. So mm-hmm. maybe in their kind of alternate universe, that was kind of like the cultural mm-hmm. force that mm-hmm. pushed through for the next, you know, 50 or so years. Mm-hmm. So. You were expecting Taylor Swift? You know, <laughs> that, that's a good point, though. That the music um, and TV from the 50s and 60s would not have been digital. It would all have been analog. Oh, that is true. So yeah. it's, it's quite possible that that stuff is what survived. Mm-hmm. Huh. And the blackout gave, like, the only joke in the movie, I think, was, and I don't know, I'm still mad about the photos. Which just felt a little out of place, given the rest of the movie. <laughs> I think that was the only joke that I caught, at least. Uh, <laughs> maybe Blade Runner is the answer to if Taylor Swift was never born. <laughs> we would end up with Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? No. <laughs> no. Um, 
one thing I thought was interesting with this movie was the callbacks to the original movie. Because they had, um, when Harrison Ford was doing the interview, they brought that up a lot. They also had when he met her for the first time and asked about the owl, mm-hmm. had her um, picture. They kind of pretended like that rapey scene didn't exist. <laughs> and uh, apparently that was Sean Young there at the end. Like, her name was in the credits. I don't know if that was some digital trickery or... Oh, the when they brought out when they brought the, out Rachel, oh, that was actually Sean Young. They had her name in the credits, so uh, I assume that was actually her. With some uh, digital locations. I don't know. It didn't look like, but the room was also kind of dark. Yeah. yeah. Kind of dark, so yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Although it was interesting. Well, I, don't know, I don't even know what she looks like now. Um, I think she might really well. <laughs> That's possible. Yeah. I haven't seen a recent picture of her. Yeah. So maybe she just needed a little bit of makeup. Oh, yeah. But you know, Harrison Ford just like her eyes were green. Yeah. <laughs> that is a nice one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I mean, they they almost treat the replicants as more disposable now because Jared Leto's character, after Wallace Wallace, after checking out a new bottle, more or less kills her because she's barren. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's, I mean, it's kind of an interesting commentary where they they bred these these replicants just to um, to for war and essentially slave labor, um, and the, I know it was in one of the shorts uh, that bridged the gaps between the two movies, but they talked about how it was the the anim, the animated one mm-hmm. where he talks about how he was on the battlefield and he saw the enemy and he realized that he was. I mean, Manufactured oh, yeah. from the same, same company, so yeah. that they were literally just toys on the battlefield, and I, I just couldn't help to wonder if that is it, something that we are going towards, and that's you know part of what this movie is, you know, mm-hmm. almost a forewarning on. I mean, the military is definitely interested in unmanned drones and planes and things like that because it's it's a lot easier to replace a piece of equipment <laughs> yeah. than oh, yeah. a, a a soldier. Oh. Uh, soldiers are, are finite, but you can always rebuild. Well, that and be be less opposition, you would think, too. It's just like, oh, all these millions of lives are going to be. That's true. It'll be going to, our, a, our boys are going, like, they won't have to go. Yeah. yeah. And it know. becomes a money figure instead yeah. of human lives lost yeah. figure. I mean, for us right now, I mean, like, they still are filling flags and where they are going, you know. So that's the sad part that you don't see the drones don't really go and kill drones. It's not like a drone versus drone fight. Like mm-hmm. I have my drone, drone fight it out, and then put my web to the country. You know, they yeah. still kill people. But mm-hmm. I think that part we definitely miss. And so, but the, what they do in Blade Runner is they have the replicants, which they don't treat as human, but they view themselves as human. And so one of the lines that was in this movie that was also a callback to the original mm-hmm. was the replicants more human than human. Mm-hmm. Which is a great Rob Zombie song, too. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I hear that line, I start playing in my head. <laughs> um, so I think we should probably start to get wrapped up. Uh, any, any final closing thoughts? I just wanted or? to point out one other cool thing I thought was interesting and something I hadn't seen in other movies. So Jared Leto's character is blind in this. And he has these little flying robots that do the clicking sound. Hmm. And that's really cool because I know I've, I've heard some podcasts where with blind people, how they can 
uh, they learn to move about in the world using clicking, and they can tell mm. the, 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 the time or the, the distance through, you know, how fast the sound comes back to them. So it's I really appreciated that they showed how that system could work mm. and how, like, he, he moved as if uh, an average person mm-hmm. through the, the use of sound. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was probably the coolest thing about him. His acting was like, of all of the actors, I think his was like the flattest. Like, he was supposed to be this super calm, collected, terrifying figure, but he just sounded distant. Yeah. I, I think he was still just sort of Jared Leto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because to me, he seemed like he was like the most robotic seeming one out of the main cast. <laughs> Like there were times when I wondered if he wasn't a replicate. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's going in like different tips they put to run like a certain sequence or a certain routine. Like you know, I don't know how they were actually doing. Like maybe mm-hmm. he sees things differently. With like, you know, like two key facts, he had some tips put in, and then he could find out like if the woman was there or not, married or not, and then mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I'm not really sure. So I was thinking like maybe he is a replica himself, and he's making a mask because he said like you know. We can only make certain stuff. We want to have maybe it's creating brilliance. So he wanted like a self kind of replicating thing to mm-hmm. help mm-hmm. increase their population of power. Mm-hmm. So maybe he is a. Well, and we know that the revolutionary leader took out her eye because it had serial numbers. So yeah. yeah. So it's, and that, that's a good theory. I was wondering about that too. Like when he killed the replicant in the beginning, and he has the eye. I'm thinking, wait, couldn't he just take the eye and yeah, he could. and just leave the guy alone? No one ever know. He doesn't like what he says. <laughs> <laughs> it is cool looking you know, with the spectacles and all. After seeing him in Guardians of the Galaxy, what's over there? Well, I was wondering with the eye, so when uh, Ryan Gosling says that he, or alludes to the fact that he killed the child, I was wondering why Robin Wright didn't ask for the eye. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, well, good point. would a replicant natural born baby Although, have a yeah. at, at the oh, same, I guess that's true. At the same time, that's I don't true. think she even wanted that. I think she, she wanted to be in That's true. Yeah, she wanted it completely buried yeah. and burned and, you know, no way to realize what it was, so. Yeah. There's, there's just no proof. <laughs> well, he never lies, so she believes him at face value because, in theory, they never lie. Yeah. But what about the Dean stuff? I remember he was comparing the, the genome sequence. Yeah. They were insane, right? So I first thought that maybe they just make a copy of it, a bad record of it, but it seems like he had the same gene as the woman. So, like, he's there. Yeah, I wonder whether they were hmm. twins or it was a case where they're like, I don't know, XXY. I think it's yeah, yeah. Yeah. individuals that, too. Yeah. Didn't they say, yeah. wait, this is the double DNA? Yeah, the double yeah. DNA. I thought they said they just did that to throw them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Harrison uh, Ford yeah. alluded to taking uh, records. Yeah, and they showed they had her pretend to be a boy in the orphanage, oh, so yeah. it, it was just like the covering their tracks yeah. sort of thing. Oh, all right. Um, I think we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, anyone, anyone have any recommendations, things you think people should check out? It doesn't have to be based on Blade Runner. Um, just anything you've seen recently, TV, movies, whatever. If anyone has any, feel free. Anyone? All right. <laughs> uh, we're moving right along. Um, well, we thank you for listening. and. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter at, it's at filmpunchmeetup. filmpunchmeetup.com. You can email us if you have any recommendations or 
suggestions for us at filmpunch@gmail.com. Um, and uh, I think the next one we're going to do is Dawn of the Dead later in October. Uh, so keep an eye out for that one, and uh, we'll see you next time. That's so cool that you did that. Yeah. Are you a fan of the originals? Never seen it. <laughs> I appreciate your candor. Bleak, dystopian, an absolute nightmare, to be honest with you. That's just my interviewing techniques. Yeah. But let's talk about the movie Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Cheer up. <laughs> Cheer well, you know, it's a, bit, it's a bit of a bleak let's, day. Yeah, no, it's not. It's, it's a lovely day in London. Let's keep it that way. I'm this so is, sorry. This is not the introduction we were promised. Do, do, Bring me on with a little, me to pick it up a a little happier music. You know. Well, there's so much secrecy around this new film. What, what can you tell me about it? Obviously, you've told me that it's... Are you having a drink? I think it's... Uh, I feel like that's where this... That's where this is headed. Harrison, when you got that call to say, listen, we're, we're making another Blade Runner yeah. and we want you to be in it, what was your reaction? So what? <laughs> in theory, help yourselves. <laughs> I notice there's nothing left for me. She's right. <laughs> Oh, I needed that. I've warmed up. <laughs> Ridley said, would you be interested? I said... How much? Edward, show me the money. <laughs> no, I said, show me the script. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Should we talk to Ryan? Yeah, talk to him. I think so. Yeah. Did you have much fun on the set? Yeah, it was great, great fun. Did you get your knitting needles out? Because I know you like to relax. Oh, we're going to go there. We're going to go with the knitting. Oh, we it's going to be like that. Look at your jumper. I just looked at your jumper and I thought... Yeah. Did you knit that? This is what I did on set. I knitted this sweater. It's a, it's a nice sweater. It's Blade Runner uh, inspired. I don't know what to say now. I don't, I don't know. Is this an interview or is this... Uh... All right, I'll go with you, no, no, I, yeah, you're, you're my man. Just, you're my man today. Get out of the way. Thank you. Do you guys need help with the cameras? Can I... <laughs> <laughs> 35 years since the role. How did you find the stunts? I found them extremely difficult, <laughs> which accounts for the fact that I hit this guy one time. That's show business. The story is that I missed him 99 times. And you know, I, you and know I hit they say once. don't meet your heroes. I would say don't get punched by them. <laughs> Turns out it doesn't matter who you're getting punched by. It's uh, still just getting punched. <laughs> You've obviously been in Blade Runner, a sequel to one of Harrison's films. Would you like to maybe be in a sequel to one of his films? Maybe La La, La La Land? You can't dance. Can't sing. Really? Uh, That's not true. Can't play the, the voice piano. of an angel. Really? It's like an angel pouring honey in your ear. We're working on our, our harmonies right now. Are you serious? Yeah. Go for it. We're gonna keep working on them. Hands. Can I just go back and, and talk Molding about things wait a and creating? Can I just go and, back uh, and, and talk about. <laughs> Sorry, is this a bad time? For yeah, me? just a beautiful day, huh? Thank you. There is a darkness and there is a dystopian atmosphere, but there is also a triumph of the human spirit. Okay. I'm invested. All right. What can you add to that? Is there a mic I can drop? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's lovely to meet you both. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much. So nice to meet you. What is it if you ever want a a way to start the day? This morning? 
This morning. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. Cheers. What a morning. <laughs> you know what? <I> don't drink. <laughs> <laughs>